friends and welcome back to Girl on Fire, the financial independence podcast for independent women. My name is Priya. I'm a chartered accountant and analyst and the creator of Paper Money Co. I'm also a fierce financial feminist and the host of this podcast. I believe that a woman who is in control of her money is in control of her life. On this week's episode, we're talking about Afterpay or any other buy now, pay later service, but I'm just going to call them all Afterpay. Afterpay and its sisters have splashed onto the scene in recent years as a good alternative to credit cards because they're available to everyone and you don't need credit checks or credit history to be able to use it. And now everyone and their mum is offering some kind of buy now, pay later service, even the big banks. And that's because it's a lucrative business and all these companies want a slice of the action. Now you can use Afterpay online and in-store all over the place. And what we're talking about today is whether Afterpay really is the answer to your problems or if it's financially toxic. But I've got a few quick PSAs, Priya service announcements, before we get started. I'm going to start giving a little campfire update at the beginning of the episodes. It's just a nice way for me to keep in touch with my campers without having to send out a bunch of emails. So the notes and transcript for this episode, including bonus content, are already live in the members area and ready for you to download. My monthly budgeting masterclass is going live in a couple of days, so get ready to budget with me. Also, I'm in the middle of filming the next installment of my backstage vlog series. I'm getting really vulnerable and sharing some personal things with you. Campfire is really a place where we show up with messy hair, no makeup, and in my case, my potty mouth, and we just be ourselves and be seen for who we are. It's really incredible. We're also reading a lot like Adios in our book club this month if you want to read along. It's never too late to get started. I'm actually recording a reading vlog for you as well, so that will go up in the end of the month as well. And a lot like Adios should also tick off a couple of the prompts on our 2022 reading challenge too. Campfire is the premier membership community helping you take control of your money and take control of your life with a ton of masterclasses, bonus content, spreadsheets, accountability and fun for just $4.99 a month. We even have a book club. We read a book a month together. Campers get to suggest and vote on titles. We have reading vlogs, reading challenges, TBR, show and tell, and all sorts of bookish things. And because I love helping you save money, you can also get two full months of Campfire access for free if you pay yearly. Head on over to papermoneycoat.com forward slash campfire to start your 10-day free trial. If you're not a camper, then don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you. I've put together a super helpful financial success checklist for you. It's a step-by-step checklist that'll guide you in taking control of your finances and creating your own financial success. It's totally free and it's just for my Girl on Fire listeners. You can get your copy at papermoneycoat.com forward slash checklist. As always, Girl on Fire is about learning. So grab your favorite notebook or journal and get ready to take some notes, draw some diagrams, write down your questions for me. You do you. If you listen to this show while doing other stuff or you can't find a pen, then you can always find the transcript on my website at papermoneycoat.com forward slash GOF 48. Or you can become a camper today and you'll find the deluxe edition of the transcript waiting for you in the campfire members area. It's an interactive document which includes my own notes, steps to help you take action on this episode and a space to journal your notes and thoughts. 
If you're a regular listener and you want a taste of what these deluxe transcripts look like, you can grab the notes for the first episode of season two for free at papermoneycoat.com forward slash transcript. Okay, now that we've gotten that housekeeping out of the way, let's dive in. So first of all, what is Afterpay? If you've been living under a rock for the past few years and you don't know, then this one is for you. Afterpay and similar services work on a buy now, pay later model. It allows you to buy something now, but pay for it in installments. And there are a bunch of different buy now, pay later programs, and they all work a little bit differently. Some require four installments over four weeks. Some give you six installments. They're all a little bit different. But we're going to stick with the example of Afterpay for this episode. To use Afterpay, you need to be over 18 and have a valid credit or debit card, and you have to show some kind of proof of identity. Now, when you buy something on Afterpay, you pay for your stuff in four installments over six weeks. You make the first installment at the time of purchase, and then every two weeks, you make another installment until it's paid off. Now, it's different from things like lay-by or lay-away because you get your stuff now. You don't have to wait until you make all the installment payments for you to take ownership of whatever you purchased. And because of that, Afterpay is pretty similar to using a credit card with one major difference. Afterpay doesn't charge you interest. Your installments are quote unquote interest free and that's what makes it so attractive to a lot of people. You get to buy something and have it right away and then pay for it in installments and it's all interest free. But there is a catch. If you pay late, then you're charged a late fee. I've said this before, but it bears repeating. No one is lending you money for free. This isn't the 100 acre woods. The only time any company will lend you money is if they can make money off it. It is always a good idea to follow the money and see where it goes. Ask yourself how these companies make money and how they stay in business. Now, Afterpay makes most of its revenue from the merchants that offer Afterpay as a payment solution to their customers. They charge them a transaction fee and a 3 to 7% commission, and vendors are happy to pay that because they're hoping that giving people the ability to buy with Afterpay will boost their sales. Believe me, they wouldn't do it if they couldn't somehow make extra money from it. Just keep playing that Hamilton song in your head. Follow the money and see where it goes. So in the next part of this episode, I want to share some research and statistics with you. You know, I like referencing studies and things like that, because that will make it a lot clearer to see why I think Afterpay is financially toxic. ASIC, the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, which regulates the financial industry, They published a study of the buy now, pay later industry in November 2020. I'll leave it linked in the show notes if you want to check it out. Super interesting if you're a nerd like me. But according to the research, 21% of buy now, pay later users missed a payment in the previous 12 months. The study also showed that in the 2018-2019 financial year, Revenue from missed payments for all buy now, pay later services totaled over $43 million, and that was a growth of 38% compared to the previous financial year. And if you remember what I said before about how Afterpay and a lot of these services work, it's all interest-free, but when you miss a payment, you pay late fees. 
Now, the study did show that missed payment fees declined in the first half of 2020, but you need to consider the context here. We were in lockdown. Thanks to COVID, everything was shut. Some retailers weren't even online at that point. Some people were out of work or had their wages cut, and so they weren't spending as much on non-essentials. So you'd expect to see that decline given the way the world was. But that's why pre-COVID numbers are so telling. That's what was normal before the world fell apart. Now, the research showed that 47% of the people who missed a payment in the last 12 months were aged 18 to 29. And that makes sense because Afterpay is an easier way for younger people to access credit. There are no credit checks and you don't need credit history or anything like that. But that doesn't mean that people aged 30 and over are immune to missing payments. In fact, more than half of the people who missed payments in that study were 30 and over. Here's another interesting one. According to the study, people who use Buy Now Pay Later services incur interest charges on their credit cards more than people who don't use those services. They also use more of their credit limit. Their credit utilization rate is higher than people who don't use services like Afterpay. And while Afterpay and its friends may not impact your credit score, interest charges on your credit card sure as hell will. Here's something else that was incredibly interesting from that study, but also kind of disturbing. In the last 12 months, in order to make their buy now, pay later payments on time, 20% of consumers said they cut back or went without essentials like food. That is insane. 20% of people are skipping meals to make their afterpay payments. Not only that, but 15% of consumers said they had taken out an additional loan. One in five, which is 20%, also said they were missing other bills like their mortgage and credit card payments or household bills in order to make their afterpay payments. And again, about half of those people are aged 18 to 29, but half of them are over 30. So this isn't just a financially toxic concept for young people. It's financially toxic for everyone. Can you imagine? You're saving for a house deposit and contributing to your retirement every month. And then you start using Afterpay because you want to buy things in installments since all your savings are going to your house deposit. And then you lose control and you need to start skipping meals to make your Afterpay payments. Meals, not luxuries. You're sacrificing essentials to feed your Afterpay habit. If that's not financially toxic, then honestly, I don't know what is. And the thing that makes it worse is that these buy now, pay later services pose themselves as some kind of savior for the unwashed masses. Why should nice things only be reserved for rich people, they say. You worked all week and on the weekend it's time to have some fun, they say. Why wait when you can have it now, they say. And people who don't know any better are getting caught in a financial trap and it's destroying not only their finances, but their future too. Not only that, but particularly in the case of 18 to 29 year olds, they're not learning how to properly manage money. And unless they consciously course correct, they potentially never will. And for those of us over 30, you may have learned good habits and good money management skills all throughout your 20s but you're at risk of undoing all of that, of undoing all your hard work because you wanted it now instead of waiting until you could afford it with cash. 
Before we move on, I want to take a quick break to tell you about my amazing membership experience, Campfire. Campfire is the premier membership community helping you take control of your money and take control of your life. With a ton of masterclasses, bonus content, spreadsheets, accountability, and fun for just $4.99 a month. That's less than one latte a month. Campers are also getting some great bonus content for this episode that you're listening to right now. When you join Campfire, you'll learn about budgeting, investing, setting, and reaching goals by getting a behind-the-scenes look at my real numbers. We even have a book club. We read a book a month together. Campers get to suggest and vote on titles. We have reading vlogs, reading challenges, TBR, show and tell, and all sorts of bookish things. Campfire is the only membership experience of its kind, and you'll get access to incredible benefits and bonuses that you won't find anywhere else. It's also a great way to support this show and support me as a content creator. And because I love helping you save money, you can also get two full months of Campfire access for free when you pay yearly. Head on over to papermoneycode.com forward slash campfire to start your 10-day free trial. Okay, so now that we know what Afterpay is and how these services generally work, let's get into the main issue of this episode. What makes Afterpay and its buddies so financially toxic? Am I just standing here on a soapbox or is there some substance to the message I'm trying to share? Keep in mind that a lot of the things I'm about to go through don't exist in a vacuum. They all play off each other and intertwine and create a vicious cycle of financial irresponsibility and financial ruin. Now, first and foremost, there is a big risk of missing payments here, and that means you start getting charged those late fees. And as we saw in the ASIC study we talked about earlier, for a startling percentage of people, that leads to overall financial stress. People are skipping bills and essential expenses to make their afterpay payments. They're taking on loans. This has the risk of really destroying your finances in a relatively short amount of time, and it can take a while to really recover from that. Now, there's always the risk that you could be financially ruined by something out of your control. Maybe the roof of your home caves in and you have to go into debt to fix it. That is what it is. It sucks, but it is out of your control. Going into debt and financial stress because of afterpay payments is entirely within your control because most afterpay payments we made on consumer goods that aren't essential things. It's a new pair of shoes, an expensive manicure. Not only that, but having multiple installments to manage just statistically increases the likelihood that you'll default on a payment. It's easier to make one payment than it is to make four payments or six payments. It's easier to manage your finances and stay organized when you don't have to keep track of multiple one-off payments for each purchase you make. It also creates the illusion that you have more money than you do because you bought something, but you still have so much money in your bank account and so you do it again. So that's the first big downside of Afterpay. There's a high risk that you could default on your payments. And that can be the first domino that leads to incredible financial stress for you. Another downside to using a service like Afterpay is that it teaches an entitled mentality. And what I mean by that is that these services are always touted as a convenient way to pay for things when you don't have the cash available and you don't want to wait until you do. It teaches you that you can have anything you want right now without having to wait for it. 
The messaging in their advertising is literally, why wait, buy it now. And the reason that's so dangerous is because it creates entitlement and entitlement breeds more entitlement. Think of the kid that's causing a fuss with their parents at the dinner table because they want dessert. Mum and dad say you can have your dessert when you finish your dinner. And the kid keeps fighting and fussing and tantruming saying, no, no, I want dessert now because I want it. That's the kind of mentality Afterpay is creating because you don't have to wait until you've paid off the item and made all your installments before you receive it. You just have to pay a small amount and you can have it right away whether you can afford it or not. You don't have to wait for months to save for it until you can actually afford it. You don't need to prove that you're eligible for a credit card. And the thing about entitlement is that it breeds more entitlement in all areas of your life and your relationships with other people. And that leads me to my next point. This kind of entitlement then teaches you that you don't need to put in the effort and the work to save money for months before you can buy something you want. It teaches you that you don't need to make sacrifices or try to earn more money. It programs you to think that you don't need to save. It's especially dangerous for young people who are just learning how to manage their money because they may never learn how to save money. And that's honestly a disaster. You can't put emergencies on Afterpay. You can't buy a car or put up a deposit for a house by putting it on Afterpay. You can't put a university education on Afterpay. You can't put medical expenses on Afterpay. Not only that, but when you save up for something, it feels good. Think about the first time you saved up for something you really wanted. Little by little, dollar by dollar, remember the effort it took, the sacrifices you had to make. And remember how good it felt when you finally bought that thing. You felt a sense of pride and accomplishment. And you deserve to, because making sacrifices to save like that, especially for a long-term goal, isn't easy. And that thing you bought is like a symbol of all that hard work and sacrifice. You appreciate it a lot more than something that came easy and without any discipline. I remember the first kind of expensive thing I bought for myself. I bought myself a Kindle when I was about 16 years old. I don't remember how much it was. Honestly, today I could buy it without having to save for very long, maybe just a month or two. But for 16-year-old Priya, that was a lot of money. And I was still also saving money to run away to Paris. So every dollar I saved towards my Kindle was precious. It was money I wasn't putting in my Paris fund. I made a sacrifice and it had to be worth it. A few dollars here and a few dollars there until I could afford it. I've long since moved on from that Kindle. I bought another Kindle a few years ago and earlier this year I switched entirely to Apple Books instead. But that first little Kindle of mine is still special to me because I remember how hard I had to work to buy it. And I remember how proud I was of myself for accomplishing that goal. When you're buying with Afterpay, you just don't get that because you get your item straight away before it's been fully paid for. Now, the big problem with this is that when you don't feel that sense of pride at having made those sacrifices and put in that effort, you don't value what you bought or the money you spent on it. If it takes no discipline to acquire it, then it has less value. Not just what you bought, but your money too. You didn't have to scrimp and save it. Using it to buy something came easy, too easy. And that makes spending more and more even easier because you don't know how hard it is to wait and save up for what you want. 
you lose sight of how limited and precious your dollars are. Now, when you don't value the hard work of saving money, it becomes too easy to spend recklessly and you end up overspending or spending money you don't have. And Afterpay actually makes that worse because it makes things look cheaper than they actually are. Four easy payments of $30 sounds cheaper and more affordable than $120. $30 sounds affordable and attainable, but $120 makes you think twice. There's less internal resistance when you think you only have to pay $30 as opposed to $120, and that leads you to spending more. Remember what I said before, the system is designed to make you overspend. Vendors and merchants pay after pay a commission. Vendors pay after pay a commission because they're banking on customers spending more when they spend with Afterpay. And companies are not stupid. They're not going to do that if they can't realistically expect their sales to increase because people can pay in interest-free installments with Afterpay. Another reason why Afterpay and its buddies are financially toxic is because the buy now pay later industry has been largely unregulated. These services are aiming to capture the portion of the market that doesn't or can't use credit cards. And they try to operate in a similar way, make your payments on time and you won't pay any interest or fees. But when you're late, you pay through the nose. But in Australia, at least, the buy now, pay later industry isn't regulated the way that credit cards are. Now, regulators are catching onto this predatory system and starting to put regulations in, not just in Australia, but internationally as well. But that stuff moves slowly and it's not a replacement for learning how to manage your money effectively. Your money is your responsibility, no one else's. And as I've said before on this show, no one will fight for your best interest the way that you can. Also, the buy now, pay later industry has published its own code of practice. But take that with a very large grain of pink Himalayan salt. They're not going to code of practice their way out of millions of dollars of revenue. On what planet do self-regulated industries actually do what's best for consumers? Now, the last reason I wanted to call out Afterpay for being financially toxic is that it's still a loan. You may not need a credit check or good credit history, but you're still borrowing someone else's money. And a lot of people like Afterpay because they think it doesn't affect their credit score. And it might not directly impact your credit score, but the statistics of the ASIC study showed that people who use Afterpay have a higher credit utilization rate and pay more interest on their credit cards. And that does impact your credit score. And here's another thing. Your credit score might be holding you accountable. And when your spending habits don't impact your credit score, it encourages risky behavior because you feel like you're not being monitored. And that's not a personal dig. That's a psychological thing. It's called the Hawthorne effect. Without realizing it or without meaning to, we change our behavior when we know we're being monitored. That's why having a community like Campfire to hold you accountable works so well. But when you know no one is watching, you don't have that kind of accountability and that can lead you to making more risky choices with your money. Now, having said all of that comes the big question. Is using Afterpay ever okay? And this is probably going to be controversial, but in my opinion, no, it isn't. If you're super disciplined and you don't spend above your means and you make all your payments on time so you never pay the late fees, then that's great. 
And honestly, that's a really responsible way to use Afterpay. But you're still not learning and flexing your savings muscles. You're still at risk of that entitlement mentality where you don't have to work towards saving up for anything and you can have it right now. And you're still at risk of overspending because the system is designed to make you overspend. The one and only time I think it's acceptable is in cases of real emergencies. Not a fake, I need to have it now or I'm going to die emergency, like a genuine life or death issue of health and safety emergency. But even then, afterpay would only be a super temporary solution and your financial priority should be to build your emergency fund. Afterpay or credit cards for that matter aren't replacements for a solid emergency fund. I talked about this in episode 13. I shared the three rules for using a credit card and those same rules apply here to Afterpay and other buy now pay later services as well. But if we're talking about regular situations that aren't life or death, then no, I don't think it's okay to use Afterpay for all of the reasons we just talked about. And if you disagree with me, then let's have a conversation. I love hearing your thoughts and insights. Send me an email and let me know what you think. For my campers, you can leave comments on this episode inside the Campfire members area. And that's all I have for you girls on fire today. My challenge for you this week is to save up for what you want. Start a sinking fund and put even a few dollars in it. Every dollar counts. If you want some extra credit, check out that study by ASIC I referred to in this episode. It really is fascinating stuff. The whole time I was reading it, I just got angrier and angrier. I think if good financial management was something they taught us in school, this wouldn't be such a huge problem. But instead of teaching us how to budget and pay taxes and apply for jobs, they taught us how to find limits, solve quadratic equations and graph polynomials. So it's up to us to educate ourselves and each other, and I really hope this episode has given you some delicious food for thought. If any of your friends are falling into the afterpay trap, share this episode with them, get them to join Campfire, and turn their finances around. For my campers, a deluxe version of the transcript, including action items and additional notes, is up and waiting for you in the members area. On next week's episode, we're talking about the paying yourself first rule. What is it? Does it work? And how can you incorporate it into your financial plan? It's going to be a really interesting episode, so you're definitely not going to want to miss it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast at papermoneycoat.com forward slash podcast review. It really helps me figure out whether you're enjoying this content and learning from it. Reviews help me improve my content so that the episodes get better and better, and they help other women out in the internet wilderness come and find us as well. It's also a great way to support this show. It's totally free and I love reading your reviews. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or found it interesting, then spread the love and share it with your friends. And remember, when you're in control of your money, you're in control of your life. Bye for now. I'll see you next week.